Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, my name is JR. You guys know me for a long time. And there is a podcast that I follow religiously. Um, it's a group of four guys. I don't know. What do you, what's, a, what's after a trio? Uh, a quad, I believe. Yeah, it's a quad. So it's a well, quad, yeah. We'll just call it a quad tet or some shit. Just whatever it goes for. I have with me today one fourth of four too many podcasts and this is doo-wop doo-wop this episode is entitled the revelation of doo-wop doo-wop has been uh adventurous uh as i can say on uh, different episodes uh they had a january 25th episode it was episode number 64 social media for the win um probably the highlight of your career um and i say this because um i'm no one in podcasting but i am someone in podcasting to some and the highlights of you know you've got tons of episodes in the bank but that was your episode. So do uh, to start this off, this is not a podcast collab episode. This is actually part of my unfiltered series where we just talk about anything. We just run wild with it. And everybody knows I have 50 million different series of shows so that everybody can come on and feel comfortable. And you don't feel like you have to be like that bread and butter on Thursday. Like you got to be a life coach where you got to be all tough and you got to be all articulate and real straightforward, or basically a square. Because I like those episodes, but they pay the bill. So got to do what I do um always so do well please let us know a little bit about you let us know a little bit about that upbringing let us know about what it's like to be in cleveland parma <laughs> cleveland sucks i'm sorry like um as, I, as i've gotten older it, it hasn't dawned on me until i became like uh i call it a conscious adult it it sucks i mean that's i'm a, I'm a diehard sports fan here unfortunately but 90 percent of the fans suck the weather sucks Businesses here suck. I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing when you're in that rust belt, when, you know, you're a hard hat type, but I mean, I'm trying, I'm tired of these like 18, 18 days out of the year that it's actually nice and you can go outside and do shit, but it, it, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, weirdly, like most Browns fans, we can't explain why we love it. We just do. But the upbringing, upbringing was pretty easy. Uh, dad took off uh, probably about the time I was conceived. Um, so that makes it that makes it real easy. Um, I guess I'm just uh, another fat chick with daddy issues, right? Uh, <laughs> normally makes for normally makes for the greatest the greatest night, not the greatest life. But um, I've tried a million passions. That was the biggest thing about it is I didn't like to lock myself into anything. And coming up, especially upon broadcasting and podcasting and stuff, content creation um, was happenstance. Like I didn't even mean to do it. I was literally at work. Somebody had talked about uh, the Ohio, I want to say it's Ohio, Ohio Broadcasting School or something like that. Yeah. They probably changed the name, you know, and since then they probably changed the name. And I was like, shit, like Googled it, went for a minute and fell in love with the process of creating content. Not so much of the extra BS, but that's been it. Um, a lot of failed passions, but I think that's, that's the important part is you grow through them all. Uh, this episode 47 47 wow dyslexia <laughs> 64 nintendo uh yeah i would say that was the highlight that okay. was definitely a highlight. <laughs> now um here, here's the thing it, it, it's four of you guys jay remy des doo-wop and the infamous socks you all are all a part of different types of comic relief, with the exception of Dez. Dez has a different type of comedy. You know, he's kind of like Seinfeld. But the rest of you guys, 
different genres of, of, of comedy. And that's no dig at, at Dez or anything like that. Just he's kind of like Seinfeld type comedy. And you might agree with that because you're thinking about it, you're like, wow, he, this dude's really in depth. He's technical. And your comedy, let's be truthful. Your comedy kind of runs in two lines. You kind of have like a Dane Cook type funniness to you, which to some people comes off kind of brash. But then you have this spectacular comedy that I like. And it's not like, I'm not going to give you credit and say you're Chris Farley, but I want to say it's kind of like, whoa, 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 the whole crew will tell you, <laughs> Chris Farley is my illegitimate daddy. Yeah. All right, well, then we'll say this. like some of his movies spot on. Yeah, so. but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is you got a little bit of, of Chris Farley flair in you. And the comedy resonates because the way that everyone plays off of you for comic relief, when they get kind of dry, because we all get dry, even in conversations I've had with you, you can make comic relief real fast. That is your take. That is your poise. That is your position inside the foursome that you all are. Whenever you all guys get in bed on Friday nights and perform your acts. Now, let's talk about Doo-Wop the man so we can get this revelation here. Now, you you are the Bobby Brown of your group right now because you're out there and you're doing, like other people in your group have other projects, but you're out here. You have a new brand spanking new show with some guys um, from another area and, and a, another local guy. And then another guy that's far away. That's some kind of big time wrestler with extra muscles popping out his body. And how, how does it feel that you, you guys, like y'all guys, y'all had, had y'all, y'all always been fairly successful, but you guys got a, a popular rise. I want to say in the middle of last summer, like, I don't know if you, if y'all pay, pay attention to how y'all, your growth looks, but somewhere around the middle of the summer, y'all guys got red hot because y'all guys had a simple tactic. You push the episodes uh, out there, but you would kindly let people know that you can get the episode, send them a little quick DM, let them know that, th- that this episode's out. So it kind of caught attention of people. And in my circle, it's Irish Steve, Stacy, me, uh, the whole conglomerate, eight of us, Trevor and everybody else. Trevor started off being our person that listened to you guys because I listened to a lot of podcasts and I've listened through your podcast and I listened to, I was like, these dudes from Ohio, they're up the road. I like them. But Trevor kept pushing you guys. Like he was like an AR, just pushing you guys through to it to me and to Stacy. So on those rides up to Cleveland or wherever I'm at, because I, like I said, everybody knows I travel everywhere. Um, your shows are constant because y'all got a little bit over an hour stretch in some of your episodes and it works good. Your content, um, especially one that was very well thought of, was when you guys did the episode about the whole Travis Scott deal. It shows you guys do more than just we're sitting here drinking and we're having a good time. So y'all have conscious episodes. So having that variety, that's what made push me to be like, man, I really like these motherfuckers. Like straight up. Like that's why any type of support you get from me is just because of genuine love of like these dudes. I'm not saying y'all guys don't put any preparation into it, but it looks like you guys just get together and those shows come together. It's not like you sit there like me and I got the storyboard in the background and um, all the extra stuff like to plan when we're going to do things and when things are going to happen and how these episodes come about. So that's one quick thing I want to give you a thanks, but here's, here's where I want to go back to with all this. How do you stay a creative arm inside of a show? Like what you guys do? Like, do you figure out how much beer content to have? What do you do to keep the show going? So the beautiful thing about, uh, especially the 14 Minute Podcast, is as, as you spoke, there's four of us. The, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, Socks himself, the cerebral assassin, Dez, the cool kid, Remy, and then, you know, uh, my fat man, stat man ass. But the beautiful thing about it was, is it adds a bit of how we set it up. 
So because there's four of us, we take pretty much, uh, we'll do one episode. So like uh, last episode was episode 68, which unfortunately because of some copyright issues, YouTube uh, gave us some issues with it. Uh, Des is doing his magic and, you know, uh, scrapping together what he can. But with that one, that was my episode. It was uh, like directed, put together, however you want to put it. It Every topic, everything like that was put together by me. I sent the guys out um, their, like the topics we we're going to be talking about, what order, you know, this and that. I gave them pretty much a rundown. But every episode is like that. So we'll switch. Like next episode will be Dez's. Next will be Socks, or sorry, Remy and then Socks. And we just keep it on like a like a once once a month deal. So realistically, you're getting a bit of flavor out of each 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 and every one of us. So like Soxes will have like some crazier, goofier comedy to it, some ridiculous. He talked about uh was it like grave digger uh tournaments and stuff, like yeah. uh, who can who can dig into the fastest graves and shit like that. So it's beautiful because each one of us, as you said, is a bit different a good bit different, different comedy, different, you know, things that catch our eye and we get to tell the story of our episodes differently. We're not worried about having to, um, I guess, collab to tell the same story together. It's pretty much, you know, one guy sets the tone for his episode and the guys kind of get to feed off of them. And that's the most beautiful thing about it. It, I don't even know how we came about it. We, <laughs> it just happened and, and we haven't looked back. It is, everybody has seemed to love it. So seem to love it. Wow. English is hard. Seem to love it so far. And uh, it, it allows, like, uh, like Texas Roadhouse. I had this conversation. There's a reason why Texas Roadhouse opens at, like, 5 p.m. and it closes at 1 is because they create scarcity. So, you know, that door is popping 24-7. That's how kind of how it is. Like, when my episode comes around, I'm chomping at bit. Hey, I'm hungry. And, I mean, if you see me personally, my selfies are bigger than life itself. So I get hungry, man. <laughs> now um moving along with some things you know creatively you guys are amazing but as a solo artist you know you stepped out here and you branched out and you have a sports show and we won't go into too much detail because i got to bring y'all guys back so i can get an extra episode out of y'all's asses but um how has it how is it, and this is a behind-the-scenes question I have here, because I don't know this, because I'm not from a trio. I have a production team, but but me and Stacy are the crew, and she just does episodes when she wants to. Basically, it's really me, but I have Steve and her in one or two episodes a season or whatever. So how what was it like branching out doing this? Because I know you had previous projects, but branching out doing this new project with these other guys, the Muscle Bound guy and the guy that's uncomfortable on the other side of Cleveland. Um you, you know, how, what was it like going over to these guys? Because you, you guys met each other through something that we're going to talk about in a minute. We're going to talk about the lives in just a minute. I don't want to even jump into that yet. But what was it like working with these guys? How did you know that y'all would connect like that? How did this whole thing come about? So the craziest thing, especially with, uh, like you said, the project that I do, I won't get into the name because uh, I agree with you, you know, got to drag it out. It's it's it, right. It's dense content, so why not? Right. I need. I need extra episodes on my show and on my Saturdays. So I definitely need y'all to hold off on that. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, anytime you're down, I'm good. But yeah, the muscle belt guy. You know, the next. I call him the next Black Panther. I don't know why, but he he's built like the comic book character. So yeah, he's a big dude, and I didn't realize that until like after getting to work with him. I'm scared. Hey, I'm really scared of him. But uh, we did. Ha we had him on a 
on a Tuesday. I'll just call it a Tuesday so we don't get too close into that. But uh, I want to say it was me and Ram had him on a Tuesday. We were talking, and he dropped like a hint about um, wanting to do a sports thing. Now, I love I love doing sports stuff. That's my flair. I've tried to challenge myself different ways it, when it comes to sports. I'm a big football guy, some basketball, baseball, ugh, eludes me. Hockey, I love. But he was – he had dropped a, or he had dropped a hint about wanting to do sports. And after listening to him and, you know, the, the uncomfortable guy on the other side of CLE, I knew I wanted to work with them. These guys, Hey, as soon as you hear them talk, they're the most intelligent guys in the room. And I mean, I'm, I'm no stranger to that scenario, but I get to be the funny one. And it's, it's a great dynamic because I, I subscribe to the idea of never be the smartest man in the room. You can't learn nothing that way. Right. And these guys are in these guys speak with depth and eloquence and, you know, a passion that you can hear as soon as they talk. It, I mean, it don't hurt that the big guy. I mean, he, he sound, he's got like golden pipes, man. He, he sounds like he should be narrating somebody's life. Right. But sports related. I was all over. So I, I, I want to say the first time we talked to him, I made a joke about like, hey, whenever, you know, whenever you want to do it, let me know. Yada, yada. We had him again on a Tuesday. And he had said something about it. And I was like, hey, you know, hit me up. And he looked, he looked, he looked at me on the camera and was like, you know what? Yeah. So yeah, as soon as we got off, as soon as we got off of there, I was like, hey, what's, you know, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> I knew, you know, some people, you ever pull up to a red light and a nice car pulls up next to you? Yes. Like have or something? Yeah. And you know, it might not even been a car that you was thought about, but as soon as you've seen it, you're like, hey, that's. It's nice. It's nice. You hear that little purr and you're like, I gotta, I, I gotta go with it. Now you want one instinctively. Man, as soon as I heard them, I was like, Yeah, I gotta work with the best. That's what it is. That they're gonna instinctively make me better and they ain't gonna know it. Okay, now let's get into what you guys do. Um and even while we're talking right now, I've got the computer, other extra computer over to the side, and I'm trying to coordinate and get you, your, your guys from your new show together tonight so I can just get you all in one roll so I can get it all out the way because that's how I like to do things when I'm on my Kanye West stuff I just get it out the way now you guys uh, okay so you guys right now like you have this thing with four too many podcasts and I've been on your show I think three times or four times y'all do a live on Tuesday and you guys do like no and this is no cheap shot at you guys or anything but you guys do the same thing that I do Y'all will run a podcast collide episode on Tuesdays. And y'all bring in influential podcasts. You had one that I liked. Uh, y'all introduced me to the inner idiot from out of Cincinnati. Hey, that guy is unbelievably funny. The first like line out of his mouth, I was, I couldn't even breathe. And um, the more and more I listen to the lives, because I'm a person, like I did the lives for a little bit. My lives are, in, are informational. I'm a resource in podcasting. I'm not just, I don't have comic relief. I'm really like an Android, but I have iPhone. Um, you know, it's structured to a beat with me. When you, when you talk to me, we're technical. I'm going to give you bells and whistles, and I'll give you some comedy and some little slapstick stuff. But what you guys do on these lives is amazing because sometimes I'll peer in real quick. And sometimes on t- for some reason on Tuesday at 8 o'clock, I'm, do- I'm doing something at 8 o'clock. So I, I catch it when I can. Usually I use the last few months, weeks i've been catching 8 32 to 9 o'clock and nothing on any of the other time because i've caught on all the way through but in the last 35 to 45 minutes of that show y'all guys go in with it 
sometimes Remy runs out of creative juice and you come in and you hit heavy with some stuff. Or Socks is available when he is because he does some here and there. Um, it works out good. Dez, I have to be honest, if Dez has ever been on a live, I have never seen him on a live. Except for the New Year's thing. I do believe Dez has only been, I want to say, one for a minute. And that was in the beginning. He did the New Year's one. And then recently, him and Remy, I want to say, did one. All right, and, so hey, he, he creates scarcity. That's what it is. He's, yeah. he's a mastermind. He plays chess, and I'm just sitting here playing like Candyland or whatever. Yeah, or playing checkers. And, and, and that's what. And that's one thing that I will say about him inside your episode real fast. That's the mystique about him, because when I met him, I found out that he was me inside your group. And when I found out who he was, like me and him clicked behind the scenes, like all of us do. Like I talk to you all in different capacities. Me and you even chop it up about technologies and different things here and there, a little podcast things and, and stuff like that. So with this live that you guys do, you guys, it's not that you introduce, but you reintroduce podcasts that even I forgot about. There was a young lady that has a podcast, uh, a slut, and you can finish the rest. Like I had heard of her and I'd seen her on different stuff. But she kind of like because of the circles that I'm in, her type of message I don't always get to. But you guys bring her in and it's in a very colorful manner. And what she does on her podcast is amazing. And what she does outside of that is amazing also. But the way that y'all reintroduce her every time she comes on, it's like she's somebody new. And you know, the the attraction, we're not talking about the sexual portion, it's just having somebody on and having that title in their podcast. You jump at it. And you guys have good imagery and stuff like that when it comes to that. Now, let me ask you this. Who does the imagery for for two minutes? Like, who sets up that? The graphics themselves are all done by uh, the cool kid, Remy. He has become a master at it. And especially when we started, I mean, he, he'll tell you, because uh, he's extremely old, he'll tell you back in the Stone Age, you know, he did Photoshop and stuff. But uh, when we started the podcast, he got to explore the side of him that we didn't even know. Like, he loves he loves to uh, do some graphics and they come out the just the illest things alive. And I don't, I try to do it myself. I'm, I'm creating stick men when I try it. He's doing Picasso's virtuosos. Right. right. And I like what he does. Like I apologize. I want to look, I try to hit to him. I'm like, yo, I, I need a little lookout. You know, I need a little, I want the animation of me so I can get rid of my, my old logo. Cause look, be honest with you. I'm going to tell you some real shit right now. My logo that I have for West Virginia Commonplace, I did that shit on Microsoft Paint. And that's a that's a classic job though for paint. Listen, I suck at paint, so the fact you even got that, and I and I blended it like it looks nice. But someone was like, "Man, just because you're, you're good with people, they they let you slide with no intro and no um no real cover." I'm like, "But that was Microsoft Paint. Tell me who can do that." Then I see Jay Remy shit now that I know that it's him, and I'm like, "Wow." Now let's go into doop now. Doop you. You travel around, you're on vacation sometimes. I thought you were in Florida for some reason. You were in another state. We don't have to go into too much detail of where you were because, you know, you don't want to end up like Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke uh, was on Snapchat. People found him. And that's that's one thing I have to watch myself personally. I have to make sure that I don't put my location on Snap to everybody. Certain people can see me because I don't want to get Pop Smoke. So uh, you, you travel around here and there. You make it out the Cleveland area once in a blue moon. You make it at least over to Sandusky, at least I hope. You don't go to Columbus because you guys have beef in Columbus. Y'all don't like Columbus for some reason. No, um, especially this year. I told myself when, uh, you know, the run has started, I was going to start to get into traveling. And then I lost the I lost the gig I had been doing, my salary gig. Yeah. So now that I'm actually back into, like, really working, like, a respectable job, 
I was working part-time for a good minute and uh, like donating plasma, you know, just scraping by. But now that I'm doing real work, you know, I can put some uh, effort into it. So I did take my first vacation. That was so so needed, you know. Man. But I have been I have been to Sandusky a little bit. I've been to Cincy. I've been to Columbus. I just don't understand how Columbus operates yet. It's bigger than Cleveland, and I'm not a big Cleveland person, unfortunately. But right. uh, I've been to been out to Toledo, Akron, Mansfield. You know, I've been to handful, Ashland. I've been to a handful of spots. All right, so you all my way. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it, it, it's been nice to take to to travel a bit more. I do have a couple more plans just uh, for this year itself. But you know, um, I keep uh, I keep trying to make my make a name for myself. That's not why I take the trip, but I have to do it. I don't want to grow old and like at forty be like. You know, I really wish I'd taken that trip. You know, uh, my, um, what is it? You can always trade time for money, but you can't trade money for time. So you can make money. You know, it's hard. You can never make. You can always make money. It's harder to make memories. So I, I'm glad I decided. I figured that out when I my how young I am. I guess I don't consider myself young, but everybody else does. But that that was the biggest thing is I didn't want to uh, grow old and then be like. Damn, like I wish I would have took that trip. I wish I would have took this trip. I wish I would have did this. Okay. Now, with with everything that's going on, since everything's opening back up, uh, even I threw out an announcement today that I'm actually going to do my first in-person of 2020 interview, and I'm going to go on the road with this because everybody knows I'm Mr. Portable. I got all the Yeti mics on Earth. So in the future, do you have any plans like this summer to like try to hit up some of these Comic-Cons or these video game shows that are going to be around Cleveland and everywhere to like promote your podcast and i said podcast because you got a lot of it i got another i got a third one in the works but uh yeah so a big a big thing especially when it comes to gaming so like des is about this des loves game everything and everything or anything and everything about it surrounding it you know and it's a bit of a jealousy thing because i'm not good at games i'll play them now don't get me wrong i will play my life away on 2k I do believe I am the greatest my player center that has ever played. But when it comes to actually getting on the sticks and going against somebody, hey, I, I'm sucking like Jameson in a rookie season. So, God darn. But so th- that's a big thing is I'd love to get out there. And streaming is a project I've wanted to work on so bad. Uh, like actually uh, like streaming video games and stuff, being on Twitch. But it's there's two things to it. You got to be good in the personal stuff, which is chat and streaming, like quality of game, like how you play. Nobody want to watch you. Bad. <sighs> That's the hardest part for me. I can't I can't make that plunge. But I definitely like, especially if I can find the time to do it, I'd love to. Absolutely love to. Okay, because like that's what's going to happen to me. Because like I'm a a Smash Brothers Street Fighter uh, and a Mario Kart guy. I am the king of the Switch. Like, even in the 2K games, I am the king on the Switch. Even in the WNBA, I'm just in there like, uh-huh. I play the NBA, but I, WNBA is more hard. Um, Xbox, PlayStation, I play those. But that's that's my my next thing that I want to do, too. I, I would like to podcast with it, but I just want to get out there and stream. It's like, when I see them dudes, and I'm not even looking at the money, I'm like, they're having fun. I want to be out there on my Pokemon game, throwing a Pokeball. And actually, you, like you said, being perfect, proficient there. So as we go on through this revelation of doo um, 
Let's talk about something that you don't talk about. The love life of doo-wop. We say no names. But uh, on social media, if people follow you, which you can follow him on different areas, he can mention that at the end of the show, or whenever he makes the show notes for the show and sends them to me with his links. Uh, I've seen that there's a little, there's something going on behind the scenes. So that was, uh, like I said, I took my first trip. Um, weirdly, we did meet uh, on IG, and it wasn't like a meetup thing. So she was, I randomly was adding her, like, for my following. So when oh, I posted, about, what, huh? I said, oh, snap. So, like, I added her, I added her and uh, was, like, at, you know, just kind of spamming people so I can get them on, so I can get them on. So when I post, like, the links and stuff for the pod, you know, it was getting, you know, hey, any eyes is, helps. You know, you never know who, you never know who can listen and, you know, who they might be attached to, you know. So I added her and I was on a profile and she has been going through an awesome uh, weight loss journey. And it was inspirational for me because as you can see, I've already made like 18 fat jokes since I've been on here, yes, but that's sir. a big thing. Like <laughs> no pun intended. It's a big thing of me, like to be healthier. And she's just been inspirational just in that sense alone. So that's actually how it started. I asked her like, like some basic stuff, like, I want to say the first thing I asked her was like, hey, are you one of the weirdos who can just drink water straight? Or like, do you put something in your water? And that that's what sparked it. But yeah, that is, listen, that is princess. Like she okay. has been a godsend when it comes to making, uh, helping me be happier in life. Um, she's expanded my horizons and my mindset to a lot of things. And on top of it, she's just been, I don't know, she's, she's been heaven sent. Like she is, Awesome. She's made me a better person and a better man already. And it, I don't even know what to say about it. Okay. And I'm glad that you leaked that out there because nobody's heard about this. We haven't heard it anywhere. You keep it very discreet. You put may post pictures, but you don't say nothing. So I'm glad we got that out there in here. So now on my show, I'm 36 years old. So I'm an old man. I pay homage to this thing called 2020. 2020 was a TV show when I grew up. On Friday nights, after I was done watching TGI Friday, I don't even know if you're old enough to remember that. No. Right. Yeah, you don't even know. That, that's when the, I know you heard of Steve Urkel and Boy Meets World and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. all, all that stuff came on in a block from eight o'clock till 10. And then this mm-hmm. new show came on with Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, and all these, these news figures. Because I'm a, I'm a journalist, I'm not just a podcaster. So we ask in depth questions. And they ask in-depth questions. So that's what happens here. These are the questions that make you more personable and sh- show the softer side of Sears. That's you. Um, because when you go inside Sears when it was open, this was before your time too, Sears had a hardware section and it was craftsman stuff. And then at the end of the commercial, it got a little sensitive, a little R&B or something, or a little country sometimes. And then they would be like, this is the softer side of Sears where they sold the clothes and shit. So it's time to get inside the softer side of Sears of doo-wop so let's start this revelation or you guys are doing a podcast and it's and it has highs and lows you you see damage and and the damage that you see inside of a podcast is this and this happens to me sometimes too um and it happens to me more often than not when i take like when i have certain guests that come from the pr firm like i was doing a, a venture with dogs right so i don't necessarily like dogs and i'll put that on record I mean, I like certain dogs, but certain dogs are predators to other dogs. This dog that, that 
that's around that I put on Snapchat and stuff. He's a male predator dog. He loves every dog. Doesn't matter if it's a boy or girl. And he, and if you get what I'm saying, when I say that he, he institutionalizes small puppies and everything else. And that's why I'm just like, he's a savage. But if you get near his area, either the front or back, he gets gangster and you're not going to do the same thing that he's going to do to you. <laughs> so I know that's probably, that was probably about the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> but inside podcasts and damage happens like this. We make friends on, and you try to stay on, on the same side with everybody. Cause you see damage before y'all seen damage before you've even seen damage with me and other people, uh, not to say any names, but has there been any damage inside podcasting that you've had to deal with personally yourself? Like, has it been a, de- a, a detractor or a deterrent, something that has thrown you off? And we're not talking about numbers or nothing like that, because our numbers fluctuate. Sometimes we do good shows. Sometimes we just do trash-ass dumpster juice. Has there been something that's done damage to you inside podcasting? Um, At least not that I know of. I mean, we, especially with the lives, we try to, we want to get in touch with just about everybody. Like we want to know because it does the the thing people don't understand who's not outside of, or who's outside of podcasting is the community is awesome. Like I want to say the first time we were on IG for like 60 seconds and you hit us up. Like I want to say it was you and Pat were like the first people that were real with us. Um, and that, that was the greatest thing. And that's the community itself will, sorry, the good quality people in the community are awesome because you can, at any time of the day, you can message them, hey, like run an idea off of them. And that's what we try to do. Like we keep trying to find ways to help, especially people who are trying to find traction. Because if you're trying to create a podcast or any kind of create any kind of t- content, starting off is the hardest part, but that's where it will die. Like they will, the community, or sorry, people's attention will kill the infant in the womb when you're trying to create something. And if you don't have the heart to suck, to to suck and not have traction for you know, as long as like five, six, seven, eight years before you have that one moment that makes you big. So we never go into anything wanting to upset anybody or wanting to help people shine because I do believe everybody, um, what is the movie, Soul, the one Disney movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody has their spark, man. But that's the biggest thing. So we we don't try to ever, we haven't heard anything, but you know, some people, some people might be might be like that and then talk behind the scenes but as far as we know we have nothing all right i'm glad to hear that because here's my thing and and i'm a controversial figure in podcasting because um there's a respect for me that i don't understand because i don't do anything for anybody i pop up here and there and i say a few things here and there and i go about my business i'm a very low-key person i don't really do very many lives i don't even pop out much anymore and even before that i didn't do lives but this is one thing that i will say about controversy i, I know it sells but if it ever comes a point, and this is advice, if it ever comes a point that you offend somebody, just know that that person values what, what you said that offended them. Just keep that with you. That makes logical sense. And, and I didn't know this. Uh, I said some things in uh, comments of whatever's happened with me. And I realized that that person valued what I said because they took it to heart and they took it to wax and went crazy with it. Quite a few. I had a, a, a issue with some people in Britain and, um, we we stayed the beef was real at first and then it got staged WWE style and we kept it rolling. But I realized I was like, even though they're saying some harsh stuff, they gotta they got some, they respect what I'm saying. So I'm gonna leave it at that and throw it away. Now, 
here goes the next thing in, in podcasting. Uh, this is uh, the thing that we talk about all the time. It's the question I ask everybody. I just reiterate it and I do it in a different way. I ask about the disappointment in podcasting. And the reason I ask it every time I talk to someone, because I've asked it to you every time I've talked to you in a different form. That's just the journalistic integrity of West Virginia and Commonplace. And the reason that I ask this is because the disappointment changes. My disappointment, so this gives you time to think about your disappointment. This is what I call the filler in the pie right now. So you can get your disappointment ready for me. So I want it to be good, okay? That's some and, professional shit, and I appreciate that. Right. So my disappointment comes in when I see a podcast, like, for instance, your podcast. I see other podcasters that y'all give notoriety to. And I see it all around because I've got eyes and ears everywhere, you know, because we're a consultant firm. So we look and see what podcasts are doing if someone needs to come to us or there's a way that we can help you guys if you ask for the help. I don't go out. I learned because of the, the stuff that happened to me. I no longer go out and give the help. If you want the help and you need something, you just come to me because you all know what I offer. Giving help out to people, sometimes some people don't want it and they get upset. But my biggest disappointment is, is you guys get out here and y'all work hard. Y'all promote other people's podcasts. You do this or that. And then you don't get reciprocity. I did an episode on podcast reciprocity. Sometimes, and, and I don't have a problem, but I have a problem when I see a group like you guys, you guys promote other people's podcasts, you like stuff, you're doing this, this, and that. And sometimes those same podcasts don't show that same respect or it's, it's, it's lackluster. Because I, I had a conversation with a, a set podcaster that me and you know, he's an amazing dude and he's great on everything, but he does not show zero ounce of support for other podcasts. And I'm like, People are going to support you just because you're a, a polarizing figure. But at some point, when someone breaks it down and sees that you truly don't support other podcasts, they're going to just throw you to the wolves. And at some point, it did happen to them. They someone figured out that hey, this dude is not supporting us. We're doing all this clout and all this jumping around for him. We're sharing his shit, and he he won't even take two seconds to share our shit on his story from Spotify. It takes a thirty seconds in my day, and I'll even say this to a credit: even if I don't have time to listen to the episode that day. If your shit pops up in my um, episodes that come out today, or if you put that shit out too late, if you put it out past 10 o'clock, because after 10 a.m. Eastern time, I'm not fucking with no podcast trying to listen to it. The rest of the days to whatever life is. Um, it'll go into my next story. If you put one out on the weekend, it'll start Monday. But I'm going to show you the respect to put it up there so that I'll listen a little bit through your episode, right? So that the person, when they click on it, it goes into your episode. It don't go over just to your page. That's a trip to the Spotify share. Go five seconds in so that it goes directly in so you automatically get the download off of it. I know it's cheap and I know it's a sleazy way to get the download, but still. But my disappointment lies in the fact that when you're out here helping people, I don't look for anything in return for me. But when I see other people like you guys that work hard to navigate and promote other podcasts at the same time as getting getting yourself traction to, that they don't reciprocate it. That's my disappointment in podcasting. Now, do what? That's a lot of filler I put in that pie with a cherry on the top. So it's your turn. Let me know what that disappointment is. And this is the other thing I want to put in on the twist on this disappointment. This disappointment, how can you fix it? So I'll get, so mine, beautifully, mine leads right into yours, your disappointment. And uh, I might, because I'm not too, uh, I'm not too intelligent between the ears. That last part, the twist, I might have to ask you to reiterate that after I get done spewing. <laughs> All right, so go my ahead. disappointment is uh, everybody's on social media, obviously. 
the issue is the people you might fuck with on social media, you might like their stuff, you'll comment, you know, yeah, yeah, blase, blase. Um, they won't fuck with you. They'll know you're spending time on something and not even drop you a like, not drop you a share. And this is coming back from age, I'm horrible on IG. I mean, you've seen my personal page. I got like 16 posts and that's been the entire time I've been on there. But like Facebook, because it's so easy to like hit share now, like it don't even take 10 seconds to share somebody's stuff. These will be your friends, your siblings, your cousins, you know, people, people that owe you money, people you owe money. And you know, they don't want to, they don't even want to, you know, do you the, you know, the solid of hit and share. And that's the thing that aggravates me to the life of me because that, but if y'all start a business, you want me to buy, you want me to share. Now there are a handful of people, Hey, uh, We've had him on our lives before. A guy named Justin does like CLE tie-dye. Hey, I love his product. He's an actual friend. He's close. He's brother of my brother. Legitimately a brother of my brother. And I was so proud of him because he became independent of somebody else's payroll. So he took like his own shit, got his LLC, started pumping on his own. But I was so proud of him, not because I have anything to gain from it, but because I was so proud of somebody else getting from the, you know, why, why make somebody else a dollar and you get a dime with it? That's bullshit. I mean, I know he's a hustler. I've, I love his product still. Um, it's just, hey, I was proud of him for it. So I try to help however I can. That leads back to like us sharing other other podcasts, which as you spoke to your disappointment, that's the worst part is, you know, I can understand. Like, ah, you know, yada, yada. My brother, my brother has now, not my brother, not my actual brother, but they have their own life. I understand, you know, it does take a minute, whatever. They don't want to share something if they don't listen to it, whatever excuses. It leads perfectly again to what you said is y'all are in the industry. Y'all create content. You know how damn hard it is to create content. And you don't, you don't want to share. You don't, that's the hardest. As I try to make it, I try to make everything I do dummy proof. So like if I share something like a story, or a post, I make sure it's tagged, you know, and every, everything I can to make it so easy for them just to hit two buttons and go. And that's the worst. It's like, man, you out here busting your ass for a podcast too. If I'm sharing you, you can't, you can't even share what I shared for you. Like, put my name on your shit, and that that is the worst. We have had a we have had uh, unfortunately a handful of occurrences where that happens. But leading back to the part where you know, we we don't have no we don't have no hatred to nobody. Hey, we understand shit happens. We still respect what you do. It's still quality. Keep, you know, keep banging it. But no, we ain't going to take, you couldn't take the 30 seconds to share what we tagged you in. We're not going to take another 60 seconds to make something brand new. I'm not going to ask Remy to do a whole nother graphic for your ass, but we're still going to wish, you know, we're going to wish goodwill for you because that's what a community is. Hey, I learned this uh, concept pretty, pretty long ago or not pretty long ago, pretty short ago. Um, what does family mean? Family means forget about me, I love you. And that's that's ideally what a community is. Yeah, now, I feel you in that. The twist, the twist you added to it, I, again, as I said before, I'm not that bright. You'll have to, what was your all right, twist? All right, so, so the twist on it is, is how, how are you going to improve this or are you going to do one of these things like I do? When this happens between me and a podcast, because here's the thing, there's a stable of you that I consider part of my circle. So y'all get fouls and fuck-ups with me. I don't care what you really do. But if it's just this new Billy Badass that just joined up with the crew, and y'all don't even know you're part of the crew, 
But if a Billy Badass jumped up with the crew, which I did have someone do this, they jumped up and they were sharing things, but they weren't sharing the right things for me. Because with me, I don't really care about someone sharing my stuff because I built my audience, I built it. The only thing that's going to change it is if I get canceled. And if I get canceled, I'll just do a remix on somebody else's podcast and become a co-host on something. I'm smart to the game. I know if I ever get canceled, I'm going to be a co-host. It might be called Five Too Many Podcasts because I will jump in somebody else's podcast and I'm just good. So what would you, the twist here is this. What are you, what do you do to fix this? Do you continue to deal with these people or do you do like I do? I put them back in my memories museum. They got a place in the back. You were great. We had a great time, but I got to leave you alone. I can't focus energy. I'm not going to take you away from the product, but you're not going to be on the end cap or on, on an aisle. You can be in the clearance area. Where when someone wants to give attention to clearance, they give it. There are certain people that shop clearance. Not everybody. So you're going to stay in the clearance aisle of Meyer. Nobody buys out of anything out of Meyer's clearance because it's too expensive from the get-go. So, so if you're over there, you're over there. And I wish you best of luck. Future Endeavor, you just like the WWE does. Because I do do that. If you unfollow me on uh, Instagram or somebody does it, even by accident, because it takes a lot of clicks to unfollow somebody. I will send you a, like, we have an automated message that says, we wish you the best on your future endeavors. Do not follow us again. Not to be petty or, well, to be petty, but not to, to do anything else. But it takes a lot to get to unfollow on somebody. And so if you weren't sharing stuff and you were just lurking around, I'm fine with that. That's me personally. If you're lurking around and not not doing anything, that's the, probably the best place to be. Because if you start sharing or liking stuff and stop, somebody that watches our our profile because i always tell everybody with the west virginia commonplace profile you have to be very careful because you don't know who is on there it may not be me my personal one you're on my personal one if you write me on my personal you know you're getting me so we monitor everything like it's a bunch of us around that we know who's sharing we know who's not sharing and we know who to and, I, and i'm going to be 100 honest about this i'm to the stage now where it's certain people i promote and certain people i don't promote i just we're cool you're in the podcast game I like what you do over there. You want a podcast collab episode? Hit me up on Saturday in April when I got time. If I ain't got time in April, we'll do that shit a year from now. My show goes, I've got too many shows as it is. So getting back to this twist, because I didn't put too much filler in there for you once again. Um, what, 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 are you, what would you do to fix the situation with these people or this disappointment that you have? Not so much with the family, because family, you can't do anything with them. You just got to let them be. But the other podcasters, what do you do? Do you... Just let them go or so kind of how you said about putting them putting them back in the museum um there's been a, a couple of people on me and rem have unfortunately had this discussion where we'll be trying to pump stuff out and people will get people will get mad about it like they think we're we're bots spamming them like ig unfortunately has given us a lot given us a lot of issues because We'll get like a three-day ban because we send too many messages in a day. Not understanding, we're on there, copy and you know, copy and paste it, and every one of these links that we send out because, hey, word of mouth or you know, ground rooting it is important. Hey, it's a digital flyer, ideally. Um, so a handful of people get mad at you trying to hustle, and I've told Remy like when it happened, I want to say there's like three that stick in my head, and it wasn't like big, no, no big blowups. I told him, I was like, thankfully we can flag. So like in your messages, you press a hold, like when you go to delete, you can flag somebody. 
Hey, they don't get no message anymore. Hey, I understand. I respect what you did. You know how you said it, yada, yada. But I remembered that. Like, and we went, especially the ones that we posted for, you know, we posted for you. We showed you a bunch of love. You know, we went out of the way. Like, that's how we try to start relationships because we think it's the best way to do it. You know, kindness should always be reciprocated. Yes. And it did. So we were like, all right, you know, we're going to flag it. Hey, still follow. I'm going to put a mute on you. Flag, you know, flag, flag the conversation thread and just leave you there. You know, we'll put you in a, the general chat for everybody, yes. who has, everybody who has, you know, their account set up like that. You know, the primary and the general chat. Yes. The general chat, you got to go about a good six, seven scrolls before we even get close to it because and we, we respected your wishes. You ain't gonna say shit to us. We ain't gonna say we ain't gonna say half the shit to you now. But again, we still want you to we still want you to get yours. Great words, Pat McAfee. I want everybody to make a billion dollars. You deserve it. But leading back to your twist, how do you do it? So how do you fix it? There's two things I believe in. I believe in uh it's an adage, an ideology from Jocko Willick, extreme accountability. That no matter what it is, it's always your fault. Find a reason to make it your fault because if I blame you, I can't change it. Right. So I try I try to double down. Like there's times where a listener might not like something because they're going through a bad they might like we had one listener, we had a Patreon actually, who unsubscribed, which cool. I understand. Money is money. Do you? I ain't mad at nobody for they didn't they didn't unsubscribe because of the money, but they were going through some shit in life. So I wanted to reach out. Hey, how are you doing? You know, I ain't heard from you. You know, we haven't seen you in a minute. You ain't like nothing. You know, kindness, you can't kill kindness. People damn sure try, but you can't kill kindness. But the other, the other ideal that I try to do is leave from the front. I want to guilt trip your ass into it. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to throw the whole kitchen sink at certain people. Like I've talked about, especially with my own projects and my uh, patrons for my own projects. Hey, we might charge you two bucks a month. And you might not even notice it, but I want you to feel so bad about the fact like, damn, he's only charging two bucks a month, man. Like he, he's going at the grind for this $2 a month. Well, you know, Hey man, why don't you raise it? No, I ain't going to do it. Because then I, w- I want to put you that Gary Vaynerchuk stuff. Hey, I want to just, I want to bombard you with shit where you're like, damn, I feel bad for not buying this or not buying a shirt or not, <laughs> you know, not sharing it. That's the biggest thing, you know, it's very hard to uh, to talk somebody out of something they weren't talked into. So like if they just don't, you know, they just aren't like that. They don't want to show love. You're not going to talk them into it. It's like the MJ, the MJ LeBron thing. All the MJ people, you're not going to talk an MJ lover into loving LeBron. Like you're not going to talk a LeBron lover into loving MJ. That's just how the shit works. People are already setting their ways. They'd rather be they'd rather be dead than be wrong. True. They'd, be, they'd rather be wrong than change, too. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, kill them with kindness, you know. Okay, and, and on that one, like, I even know, too, because, like, I, I tell everybody, when, when um, this is a topic I'm going to talk to you about, because this is a hard thing. Um, I know y'all watch and see the different podcast gurus out here ask, telling this and that and all that other stuff. One thing that they talked about to me that pissed me off and why I didn't do this, one thing I didn't do, I was initially going to go to Patreon. I like Patreon. Patreon is a really great format. But I had to keep everything in-house because I, I even got a square reader for if you want to buy a shirt on the low, like in public, I can do it from the phone. 
we grassrooted everything when it came to the stickers, to the even to the little QR codes. I print these things off and she puts laminate over it and stuff like that. Like we grassrooted everything because when I went out here and I did, and this is a true story that has never been told, and I'll tell you this. I did my first run and I did shirts through a provider. I lost way too much money because the return of a fan for a medium tier podcast, which we are, is this. I can get a listener. I charge 99 cent for my premium shit on Apple. And that's $12 a year. Um, and the reason that I do that is because like it's good content, blah, 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 blah. It's sometimes better than the stuff that I actually put out for the simple fact that if you're listening and you're continued listeners, you're part of the mailing list, you're getting all this other stuff. I want you to feel like you're intimately, not sexually, but you're close to me in a, you know, in, in that type of manner. But the problem that, that that gets me is like self-help gurus. And I wrote something today about this. When I only give you a bit of advice, if you come to me and ask me something personally, I'm going to give you the full advice so you don't have to come back to me for anything else. Because if you need to come back to me for anything else, then we're going to, you're going to pay me because then you've decided that you wanted to be a client because favor here, favor there, that's fine. But if you keep coming back every day and I'm giving, and I'm giving you my formula. Yeah. That's something to charge, but these gurus get out here and say, get out here and do t-shirts with this and that get on Patreon. Patreon, like I said, is a good arc. If you have everything together before you get to Patreon, if you don't have everything together, when you go to Patreon, Patreon, We'll leave a foul taste in your mouth, real sour, because you'll get a loyal fan base, and that fan base will drop off because nobody gives us. And this is what I hate about gurus, and this is what I'm about to ask your question. A question to you: What I hate about the gurus is they give you every bit of information to get you started. They say A, B, C, but they don't give you the divider between A, B, and C. That filler, that stuff that goes on that you don't know, that you should know. So that's why, like, when someone comes to me, I'm, I'm very specific. What do you need? Because I'm going to answer exactly to what you need. I'm not going to go any further. I don't want to elaborate any further. Even with the advice that I give in podcast talks, I say that you can get to the table this way, but I'm not going to sit here and give you a, how to do a, a complete pitch. You can do that on your own. You can Google it. So what are your thoughts on these $800 and $500 podcast gurus telling you stuff that they find right on Google? And... You can just Google it yourself and you can figure it out. The only thing that you should ever come to someone for that may have a bit bit more, or I don't call it more success, but I'll say current success is for their experience. If you want to know something about what it takes to get to the table with uh, the West Virginia potato chip company, I can tell you how to get to the table with them. And I can tell you my experience because I sat there and took rejection. That's the type of stuff that you ask somebody about, but you don't like, a guru, the gurus just pissed me off. Like, I don't even have them on my page. Like, uh, there's gurus that sell cards that have some type of paywall up to get you to format with them where they want you to join some kind of academy and put on a plaid suit and all this extra stuff and become part of their tree. I don't believe in that. I believe if I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. And then if the help becomes individualized, that's when you pay me. So what is your thing on these whole self-guru people? So. Uh, the best way I think of it is I call it the Charles Manson way of business. Hey, the, you'll never you'll never be above the thumb. They'll want you to be with them. They'll want you to be beside them. They'll want you to do some shit, but you will never be in control of it. They'll never give you the full thing because, I mean, that's what a dealer does, man. He don't sell you the full supply. He wants you to have to come back. Right. 
and that that's the worst. Like I can understand making I can understand making a business out of it. But I'm a huge business fan. Like it is I it is almost as addictive as Pornhub. Like for business, <laughs> uh just went, you know, six to twelve right now, just talking about business. But <laughs> there's ethics of business. And if you're not abiding by that, like always do right by your customer. That's a Je- that's a Jeffy B, you know, the Amazon Bezos type thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're, I ain't gonna say your customer is always right because uh, we some dumb motherfuckers, but always do right by your customer. If you're charged, like I mean, we talked about this with my personal Patreon stuff, like charge two bucks a month, and then want to give you too much because that's just what I think it is. But it's ridiculous because everybody. Just think of it just like the scalpers when uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation came out. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going to buy it for like 500 and then sell it for 12 Like, no, that ain't... Like, I understand you want to make your money off. That ain't cool. Like, you're just being an asshole. You're being that extra... That's going to sound real funny. You're going to be in that extra white type shit where you're just being an asshole to be an asshole. Like, that's the full <laughs> caucasity of it all. But I can't, I can't... For the life of me, I can't stand it because I don't understand it. Like, especially uh, my third project. I ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't gonna put it out there. But my third project, I'm working on. So again, the, the Patreon idea will be like maybe a two dollar and maybe a five dollar. And for life of me, I can't think of. I have a million great ideas. Can't think of, for life of me what would be worth somebody paying five dollars a month. But the two dollars, I'd rather give you everything for two dollars because I'd rather lose sleep over finding a way to get a thousand people to sign up for two dollars. Instead of finding a way to sign to sign up a hundred people for twenty dollars, I don't. Right. I don't like it because hey, there have been times where I grew, I've grown up poor, man. There's still sometimes where twenty dollars is life saving for a couple of days. There's sometimes when you got to make that twenty dollars, you know, stre- the people who get paid every two weeks, you know what it's like. You got to make that twenty dollars stretch for eight days. Hey, <laughs> unlike uh, I've unfortunately paid Acorn like a dollar a month for like three years. Not because I use Acorn, because I signed up once and set, you know, set it up, but because the motherfuckers are so smart, like I ain't even mad at it. It's only a dollar. I watch, I waste a dollar on the dumbest shit. I waste more than a dollar on the dumbest shit. But I respect the fact that they were so smart in the business like that. Of course, I can go on there and get rid of it. I should. I do think actually since then I've changed accounts, so I, I I think I've gotten under that or gotten away from the dollar. But like, I respect it. But I don't respect, I respect to a point, like, stop trying to rob people blind to make yourself rich. Hey, high tide runs all ships. And and I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's like why I tell people, like, people are like, you give a lot of free advice away. I said, no, not necessarily. I said, because there comes a time, and this is, this is behind the scenes shit. This is BTS coming out here right now. I normally deal with, when someone comes to work with me, it's somebody that's not a friend. It's not someone that's even a follower or a fan on my Instagram. It is a podcast that seeing what goes on, watches, doesn't, because everything is open, you know, but they know that it's certain things that they're not going to get their feet wet in, and they're not going to do, so they come to me for business, and we sign that that non-disclosure. We do business. My friends, like you all, or whatever, if you guys ask me something, I'm going to tell you guys all day, help you guys out, because that's my nature of what I want to do. And um, like I said, that's one thing that baffles me. So the last question inside these hard-hitting questions is this. You got the show going on. You got everything that has gone on, trials, tribulations, and everything. Um, Will there be a book? 
Will there be a DWAP podcast course? Will there be something that has a narrative to it that would help the next DWAP? Because we come from different realms of podcasting. I come from West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio radio. Like I come from, I mean, even though we know who I work for, but I come from like a group of, like you even have broadcasting in your background. But I, I came, my first show that I did back in 17 or 16 was with someone that was a radio personality. And then that was the first West Virginia commonplace. Mine's actually 2.0. So after all that stuff happened and we split up and went about our business, I already had the savvy for actually being in an actual real studio doing my thing. I knew how to promote because my job is a former promotion anyway. So you've developed the promotional arm. So you got, you, you, are you familiar with Mortal Kombat? Absolutely. All right, so Goro, you're Goro now. You got the extra arms to do the extra abilities that you didn't do three weeks ago or four months ago or, or a year ago. So what is next for Doo-Wop that's not necessarily making a podcast? What's the next step for the, the, the evolution now? Because that'll be the next time we come over, we'll do the evolution, not the revolution, because this is the revolution, the evolution that comes after the revolution. What is the next step that you'll be, you'll take on? So I have thought about this. Ironically, when uh, if you follow me on IG, which we'll talk about, you know, like you said later in the show notes and stuff, <clears throat> my name, I literally just picked it to pick it. Like, do I wasn't even a nickname that was mine. Well, uh, when I started working years ago with Rem, somebody, some random dude that we was working with gave me the name, gave me the name. I know why, but hey, we ran with it. It's worked, obviously. So obviously my name on like social and I try to stick to it is uh, except for Xbox Live. It's the only time Xbox was not playing a game would let me have this name. I don't know what it is. I tried every, every which way, capitalized this letter, tried something different. They wasn't having it, but it's Book of Doo-Wop. And afterwards, hey, we're what, a year and a half of me having this, you know, IG tag. And I'm starting to realize like, hey, maybe I'm smarter than I think because I've noticed, like we talked about, I've had a lot of failures when it comes to different passions and different tries. I'd rather fail a thousand times than win one. Like, so the book of doo-wop stands for, there's a different, there's, there's a lot of different chapters within me. And that's been my biggest thing. I've talked to, a lot of people tell me I'm too ambitious. Like, and I try to, I try to spread myself too thin because I do, I'll work on, I don't want to say I have another project I'm working on because somebody's going to be like, yeah, of course you have a project but there's something to that name like i'm developing my own link tree i'm wanting to get into like the whole it's gonna sound conceited as fuck and i love it like the vault the vlog kind of stuff you know like the shorts on youtube and stuff like that not because i think i'm a person out but because uh it is what it is like video content is awesome because you don't know who you'll help you can die and then somebody finds your shit like a year later and be like hey man like hey this is pretty sweet like, I, I like what he said here. You might inspire somebody you never meet. You might inspire somebody after you die. You never, no clue. But also, like, I got a little man. He's 10 now. I want him to grow up and be like, hey, man. Hey, my dad might have been such and such. He was a fucking gangster. Like, <laughs> he was smart when it comes to some of this shit. Like, I found inspiration to do what makes me happy. And I told myself, you know, when he was born, like, I don't want him to grow up to be like, oh, I'm gonna work such and such shit job until I'm 60, 70 and retire. Like, no, that's a lot, of, that's a lot of time you wasted. So I'm working on 
um, getting into like the book of the book of me process, where it's okay. more like a general diary kind of thing, and it's helping people helping people who are kind of lost maybe and like finding themselves finding their finding their spark like we talked about in the movie so but like journaling so it'd be like you know book of and then like the, you know the fill in the blank you would just put your name and it's helping you find you like planner you know notes you know positivity you know uh you know uh just different things you can do to keep yourself going because you know we go through the dark you know we go through them darkest times by ourselves for the most part that was I, I got into journaling that has helped so that's a big thing is like the book of the book of me process is what I want to call it but having people like get into my content and be like hey you know he was he was willing to try this I'll, I'll gladly tell you every fail I had because them were the best lessons I ever had mm-hmm. okay. they were the best lessons we ever have and that's that's the, I only learn with my hands on and you can tell me all the shit you want until I start you know getting in and fucking with it Hey, until I'm in it, it don't feel good. Like sex, baby. Same thing. But <laughs> it's just it's the best way to be about it, I think. So I do want to help people by be I don't want to say motivational or life coach because I fucking hate life coaches. Hey, I'm hey, hate, hey, 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 I'm about to do a life coach Wednesday show. I hate, hey, I was gonna say I hate the 19-year-old life coaches. Like, man, you ain't even lived. What you tell? Well, how you gonna coach my life when you ain't lived? But like to be a partner, like to, to help inspire somebody and help them understand like, damn, like, Hey, when I was little, I want, when I was little, I wanted to be this. And I realized like, yeah, this shit's pretty sweet. Like first thing, um, I wanted to do when I was in high school, first thing I wanted to do, I was diehard. I wanted to be a Marine. Hey, I sucked at that too. That was a weight thing though. I got, I got to like the recruiting process, I went to work out one time. Moms will tell you, my, me and moms went to like this park that had like all the, the recruits or whatever, uh, like working out of the park. Hey, I went, this was just like 90 minutes long. I'm getting to the point where, and I'm, I'm big at the time. I'm bigger than everybody else there because I needed to lose weight is what my recruiter said. And, you know, they're pumping out, you know, pumping out pushups. And I'm like pumping like every third, like, <laughs> like crying. Like I'm, hurt, I'm hurting so bad, I'm crying. <laughs> I wanted to be a Marine. Didn't work, obviously. Thank God. I couldn't. Now that I got a little kiddo, I couldn't imagine life without them, and I couldn't imagine leaving them. Those guys are heroes. Like, the people who sign up to do public service, you know, police, fire, EMS, they're they're heroes. And me and Rem have talked about this. That's something I'm I'm blessed in my my other endeavor, the sports one, to work with two vets. Like, to be able to help them, however, the shirt I'm wearing is the Chills by Hollow Project. I wear them okay. because they have a great product and they're about that life. Hey, we couldn't be here without you. So it's a fail. Hey, I absolutely fail to be a Marine. Like we were talking <laughs> unbridled failure, like Urban Meyer, you know, almost at his own titty bar type failure. Like, <laughs> but it, it sparked a passion. Like now vets, hey, if I'm at recently, was that Chipotle? Two dudes in fatigues, you know, getting their shit. Hey, I'm gonna pay for it. No reason. And then, you know, they always want to be humble. No, 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 I got it. I was like, no, like, I got you. Come on, it's Chipotle. It ain't that fucking expensive. Like, I want to shake your hand. You're a fucking hero. You'll get to love comic books. I don't get to shake Captain America's hand, but I'm going to shake yours. You're the same thing. Okay. And I definitely can go with that. Now, do uh, 
there comes a point in the show where I give a testimony about you to you so that you know who you are after we leave this show. Because not I'm not the brightest person in the world, but I do got a flair for the words. Words come off the tongue just like that. Because um, I'm the Tavis Smiley, which you don't know who he is, of podcasting, but anyone that knows that knows that's my coin phrase right there. So I'm going to challenge you real quick. You told me a story about uh, doing this bit, this vlog. Well, I'm a producer, man. You need to take that a step further. You need a limited series podcast, 10 episodes to 12, to do everything that you want to do. Like Netflix OG type stuff? Okay. Yeah, I want you to, to do a limited series. You've got six weeks to do it because you got free time in the evening. Listen, it takes it takes uh, to positively do a great podcast. It could be 15 minutes to 35 minutes long on a solo trip. Plot out your 10 episodes or your 12. I like 12 because it kind of gives you that Disney Plus edge. It ain't like I'm doing a, a HBO type show, HBO Max type deal. Which I want to do spin this in here real quick. I didn't know that the HBO or the Max part was Cinemax. The Max part, HBO Max is HBO Cinemax. I didn't know that either. Yeah, kind of crazy. I just look. I just became two years old today when I found that shit out. But anyway, going further into this, like you're an amazing uh, individual, uh, charismatic. You're not Jeff Hardy. But you like Matt Hardy, you know? Version oh, two. That, that was a pet joke. I got it. It's all right. No, I got it. That's cool. It's cool. Chubby. Hey, I, I almost said Chubby Hardy. Hey, Matt Hardy was always was always fonder of the buffet lines. But right. I, might, I might have I might have a, a hard I might have a Matt Hardy type eating problems, but I definitely got Jeff Hardy uh, substance problems. So. That's why. All right. So that's why I said the charismatic part. So so that's one thing that's great about you. Never let that go go away from you. Um. And you got a caring nature to you. You, you. you can see it if you see the personal stuff. I'm not going to say on your show you see any caring, but you can see in the picture, you can see in life, you can see your happiness and what you're doing. So keep doing that and keep making yourself happy. Because when you do that, it's reciprocated into the world. People see that, they notice it, they go along with these things. And it makes people want to watch your podcast, makes people want to listen to your podcast. And the most amazing thing is that you guys do live stuff on YouTube. doesn't matter about the numbers, but the amazing thing about doing video, and this is what I appreciate about you guys and this you solely. If I don't see it, then I can see it later. And seeing something and then hearing something, it gives you two things that you can go back to. Man, I don't want to see the ugly motherfuckers no more, but I definitely like to hear their voices. So you can go back to the podcast and hear. One thing that I do want to challenge you guys on is you guys do amazing lives. I need those into episodes. It kills me because, you know, sometimes you got just a few seconds to download it or let it go. I'm going to need you guys to get an Apple device to download them. If you do it from an iPad, you can do it. Um, you you know this Apple stuff. Hey, he, you, you must get kicked back. I'm not an Apple person like that. But but just just anyway, those those lives that you do, you guys really do need to focus that into an episode. Like, give it its own space on your show because y'all's lives are amazing, even if you don't think they are. Um, that's an extra part that I, that I enjoy when I can catch them. And the point that you guys make yourselves readily available at any time, I just wrote in the thing. I said, do what? And it sounded like I was yelling at you in real life, like, do what? And I just said, it's time. Because every I warn everybody, when it's time, we're going to do the episode. We're going to have a good time. Everybody hears the stories of me having these scripted episodes, but this unfiltered series that I'm doing, we're just talking, just normal stuff. So finishing up with the testament is this. Um, everything you do 
is more than an influence on people. It's structuring some people's lives. When you do the heart-to-heart stuff like you're doing in this episode right here, um, you're turning candid for people. People are seeing the softer side of Sears. And when people can see that stuff, they get more personable. Because all fun and jokes aside, when people sometimes can see the serious side and see more of the human sometimes, because comic relief is amazing. Don't take that away from you guys, because I love that about you guys. But just this little bit of uh, human nature, Michael Jackson human nature, instead of doing all the thriller and all the comedic stuff that you guys do. Uh, you guys remind me of Monty Python. If you've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, please watch it. Uh, Mind the food. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, you all have that great dynamic. And in the future and forever past the moon to whatever planet you decide to land on with everything that you're doing, um, keep the polish that you have to yourself because the polish is not the polish that you put with the hair gel that you have in your hair, even if you don't have none. I'm just using it. You got a little hair gel back there, but even if you didn't have it, I'm just saying that as a joke. Um, <laughs> Never in my life. If y'all could see the video, you would understand. But anyway, hey, my, my hair always looks like roadkill. I'll just say it now. It's all right. But anyway, um, the, the great thing here is that you guys provide a relief inside podcasting that is not there. When you come to my show, my show is either if we're doing this unfiltered, they're fun. But if you listen to that Thursday show, you've got to be a, a, a you got to be tight with the topic. Not the podcast collab, but the normal show. You got to be tight with it, and sometimes some of them episodes, even I got to be like, "Damn, this shit's a little too serious for me." Let me give him his ten seconds, and then I turn it off and go about my business. Just me personally. But if you got to show, you can listen to the whole thing. You can go through that thing, and if it's some parts that are lackluster, you can be like, "Man, these dudes were performing for an hour and some change, and they got tired. The alcohol started running out of their body. Their BAC was getting too high, and..." Things just got crazy because sometimes the BAC gets a little hot for you guys. And that's what's fun about your show. Your show is like, y'all are the guys that I should have kept around me before I became antisocial and became what I am today. I mean, I'm still sociable, but I make cameo appearances in life. And you guys don't do that. You guys make, you guys are always in an appearance. My cameos are fun because that's just the nature of who I am. But you guys, it's just like, you would be the guys that would not necessarily be at the bar. Basically, y'all dudes would be like Boone Howard and the rest of the motherfuckers off the King of Hill. With a black guy, because Boone Howard's kind of black because he don't speak English. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, is that you guys and you personally, you bring a character, you bring a persona, which is actually you, to video and radio. You can't manufacture it. You can't do anything to produce it other than just who you are. So I need you to keep doing that, okay? And the I'm next thing, then the next thing is this: um, providing an atmosphere for other podcasts is the hardest thing to do, and you guys do it well. All I do is I'll do a podcast collab with an episode that the team listens to, and we feel that we can help them generate a certain level. You guys don't do that. Y'all guys take it a step further. You get to know who you're going to meet and greet and have on your show they'll bring them on you do quality no matter who the person is um because there's no bad podcasters there's only bad content inside podcasting so in that narrative that story you got to keep doing what you're doing you got to stay strong i never want you to mentally break down i don't want nothing crazy to happen to you so i'm going to extend this olive branch to you always you got my personal number somewhere it's in that long list you have to scroll back up and get it because i ain't gonna give it to you again motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> and uh 
if you ever need to call me, if you're down and out at 2.32 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, because we're in the same parallel, mm-hmm. I'm just getting in the car and get a bit, feel free to always call me because you're a friend. A friend in podcasting is very hard to come by because everybody has to have a hidden agenda. I don't have no hidden agendas because I will say this truthfully about any podcast. What are you going to do for me? And I say that not in me way, but I say it in the nicest way as a friend because that's how it is. You have to be genuine and you have to be stark. And that's what all, and that's what all of you guys offer because I have talked to all of you separately. And that's what's amazing about all of you, all different personalities that fit under to one ball. Jay Remy, he's a little, I got to get him a little bit more. I, got my, I don't have the right rub on him yet. So I'll have to get some dry rub, the right dry rub for him. And I'll get him uh, in check and definitely get him in here. But to finish this off, this has been the revelation of doo-wop this was an episode that was scheduled to be in march sometime because like everybody knows i have stockpiled up since we just did it on the fly tonight because it's, it's may february 21st i'm putting a time stamp on this to 1005 i was about to say 205 1005 p.m eastern standard time doo-wop the final part of the show goes back to you i need you to give a heavy shout out to everybody that has helped you along the way and your biggest supporters but the first thing you got to do because me and you have the same respect for 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 these for these two ladies in our lives our mothers i shouted my mom out on old episodes so she don't get an extra shout out but right now i need you to give an inspirational shout out to your mom so turn your head a little bit up so your head ain't crooked no more and give your mom that good shout out damn had to call me out of, you can't even see the video that comment but no um growing up mom was a saint man like still is she might be goofy. That's where I get it from, though. Like, mom is a fucking saint. Me and my bro, I got an older brother. Um, excellent, man. Hey, if I had to bet my bottom dollar on, like, us being legitimate people, I'd, I'd bet my brother's my brother's heart and himself as a man and a human being and a person against anybody else. Wasn't given to us because our dads were great, man. It, gave, it was given to us because our mom was a, was a hell of a good dad. So, wouldn't be here without her, period. Like, she might drive me insane. <laughs> Love her to death. But she's a saint, absolutely. Okay, now the rest of the shout-out, because there's people that have helped formulate you. They took those pieces of Play-Doh and put them up on you so that you could be who you are today. So definitely. So in no particular order, I got to, uh, again, shout-out the man who met the legend himself, Socks. He's, uh, again, he was a random co-worker. He's not my brother. Like. Maybe not in blood, but damn sure on paper. Like, it's legit. I go to battle for him anytime. He knows if I feel like the energy in the group chat ain't right, any of them get messages like, hey, you cool? Like, this is my brother's, period, end of story. Uh, Des, I've known over a decade. He still is, you know, the cerebral assassin. I, I, do, I do believe he is just an IBM computer in a, you know, covered in dark chocolate. That's about it. He, <laughs> he's a beast. Everything he does, I wish he would believe in himself more because everything he does, he fucking, he aces. Rem, now the secret to Rem, just, just for you, this man loves music, man. Like you talk to him about some, like, some gangster rap or some, like, shit that to get you going. Hey, hey, in lockstep, that'll be your buddy, buddy. Rem has become an older brother. Hey, he was the first one to, like, train me when I got to the gig the, that uh, his dumb ass still works at because it fucking sucks. But, He's been there over a decade. He was kind to me. He was cool. He's become now like an older brother. He's all three of them. Like they're literally blood without knowing it. Um, shout outs. You know, my older brother, 
uh, growing up without a dad, not having a not having a real role model. He showed me how to be still to this day. Hey, listen, I hate the fact that I ain't like him. This motherfucker is so goddamn charismatic. Hey, he went to get a used car and walked away with a job off. Like, how do you walk like a used car dealership? Hey, they were like, all right, we need two thousand dollars. He walked away with paying five hundred, and the dude offered him a part time job. It's charismatic. Hey, he he would he can sell water he can sell water to Eskimos, without a doubt. Jeff Hardy, um, <laughs> charismatic as all hell. Yeah, uh, the final one. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not the final one. I'm gonna go to the the biggest one, second biggest. Second biggest would be my dad for not being there. I didn't. He he did a great job of not. He did a great job of being a bad example, and I learned how to be. I learned how to be the man I was, because of what he wasn't. So it's a weird thing. Like I learned how to not step in his light and help me at least until I was like sixteen. I was like, what would my dad do? He said, "Fuck away from that." My biggest motivation in my life is my son. Like he is the end all be all. Hey, if you if you can guarantee me a great life, if you can guarantee him a great life, like I'd I'd cut my heart out of my own chest. But you can't, so I'm gonna use every bit. I'm gonna use every beat in my heart to make sure he has one. So, some of the best shout outs I have. Okay. And then you, you know, you're a goat in this business. You will understand it. You're very humble. I, I couldn't, I couldn't be. If I was you, I'd be so goddamn cocky. I'd, I'd be tired of myself. Um, but you're a fucking legend, man. Man, I'm gonna say this and think about this real quick to what you said. I, I do get that because I record on my own time, like. We don't schedule. I don't schedule anybody that records me with me. That's the only thing that I do take as a as a kind of like a Kanye West type deal. I schedule it with you, but I record it on my own time. We just meet at the table when I'm ready. That's the only thing that I'm not humble about because I'm like, we're gonna produce a great episode. This was amazing. If I hadn't have done this with you, I would have been watching Raw right now and watching um, Brock Lesnar leave Raw to go over to SmackDown to fight Roman Reigns. That's what I would have done tonight. Or watch the movie with Stacy, which I'm still gonna have to watch something. So, hey, yeah, you it might is. have some sneak kick in my ass. <laughs> well, she got will, me on. You will see a fat, you will see a fat guy run for the hills. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I understand that. So, once again, I want to thank you so much for coming on here uh, with me, Do Wop. Uh, this is Jr. from West Virginia and Commonplace. And guess what, guys? We're signing off.